Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. All right, here we go. So we have an amazing, amazing opportunity. Uh, My dear friend and incredible speaker, presenter, trainer, author, salesperson, consultant. He has been in the business for uh, 30 years. Has it been that long? Yep, 30 years. Oh, my goodness. So allow me to introduce... Mr. Omar Perriou, although the terms dynamic, high energy, and super achiever all describe Omar as he is today, they aren't exactly the words which portrayed the results accomplished in his early career. Omar and his family fled Castro's regime when he was only seven years old. They arrived in Miami with no money, no family or friends in America, and nothing but the clothes on their backs. Omar proudly wears his rags to riches story for others to hear about and learn from. Not knowing enough about success, and its outcome, Omar sought out and studied the masters. He observed the difference between the performance of top achievers and the barely squeaking by making a living. By the time Omar turned 31, he owned some of the most profitable fitness facilities in the United States. From his modest beginnings as a take-it-on-the-chin salesperson, Omar knew the pain of rejection and failure. Omar developed his zero-to-wealth systems, the investigative selling principles, the one-minute meeting effective presentation system, and from management to leadership skills, implementing these into his own career, he soon became one of the top professionals in his field. This goes on and on, but I got to tell you, dude, I you are crushing it. You've been working with Zig Ziglar, General Powell, Colin Powell, Larry Bird, Harvey Mackey, Jim Rohn, Terry Bradshaw, Larry King, Tony Robbins, Don Shula, Lou Holtz, Dennis Waitley, Les Brown, Kevin Harrington. The list goes on and on, and I do have to share with you this one bit, and I think I did, back when I first got into personal development, Tony Robbins' personal power was my uh, first thing, the 30 days, right? Uh, Marshall Silver, Passion, Poppin' and power, power, and your program, and it was called Diamonds to something. Was there something with diamonds? Diamonds, well, it was uh, Diamonds to Riches or something? I don't something, know. I don't know, I, but I remember your picture, and, and like those were my first three personal development products, and it's so amazing to have come full circle and, you know, be able to, you know, call you friend, to learn from you, and work with you, aside you, and, and have this opportunity. It just oh, blows my mind. So, dude, thank you so much for sharing your most valuable asset. Thank you, uh, your time. You are a master. What a great intro. You really rocked it. I mean, we need to get you on radio. <laughs> I, I have a face for radio. This is true. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, we, I've been uh, really blessed. I, I met some great mentors. Uh, the gentleman that, that uh, owned the health club where I worked at, his name is uh, Tom Murphy, and he owned a company called Champions Unlimited, and he managed Tom Hopkins, Dennis Whaley, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, Dennis Brown, Jay Abraham, just to name a few, he was best friends with Jim Rohn, Bob Proctor, uh, introduced me to Brian Tracy, uh, got me on, you know, 
he owned the club. He was the investor, and I, he became my partner. And we built the largest health clubs in the United States. And then uh, he asked me to go on the road with Tom Hopkins. I was the only authorized speaker in the world for Tom Hopkins. And then he got me on Get Motivated in 96. And I was on Get Motivated until like two or three years ago uh, and had a blast with that, success resources, and been lucky to work with Tony on his results programs. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I do uh, the 10X stuff. So uh, I'm a lucky guy. You know, I, I met the right people. Uh, I always ask my, co my mentors and coaches, why me? And they said, you're probably the most coachable guy we ever met. And you know me, we have had... Uh, we become friends in the last few years, and yep. and uh, I I never let it get, it never got to me. I always like I'm, I'm still the same guy that started out, and I'm always open to new ideas, which is what I love. Absolutely, and you're also like you know that sounds cliche. You're you are also a super nice guy. Like your heart, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Your smile, like you're just there's a. a an engagement, a warmness about you that is just so like inviting. You know, it's Thank like I, people just, I'm sure, want to hang out with you just because of your vibe. Like, you're just like, hey, you know, and you're very giving, you're very sharing, you give, you know, great advice, and you're not, you, you are what you are on stage, off stage as well. Yeah. Like, my you're powerful dad, on stage and you're powerful in person. You know, I'll never forget, my, my dad always said to me, no matter where you are, because my dad was, you know, in Cuba, very wealthy, and he lost everything, and he lost, I mean, he lost everything three times, he ended up. He was the employee gate guard at the uh, Boca Raton Resort and Club. That was his job. And wow. my mother was made there. And my dad would always say, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. You put on your pants just like everybody else, one leg at a time. You're not better than anybody else. He says that people just take advantage of the circumstances that are put in front of them. And that's what I want to talk to everybody about today is really like, Stepping it up. I mean, things are different now. Things have changed. You and I were talking right now. I'm doing, you know, four to five Zoom calls around the world for companies. I'm working right now with Zoom teaching leadership and sales for BBNT, Oracle, Motorola, Microsoft, Zep, uh, you name it. And it's a whole different world. So we have to adapt to this world. So it's important that everybody, like my whole business, the first thing I would tell you, and Doug will agree with me, is invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I'm revamping my whole business, my whole company. I have seven companies. Not one of them is not, I mean, every one of them has been affected by this. So we're tweaking everything out more. I mean, I think this thing just like increased to get online quicker than we thought it would, right? Yeah. So uh, everything's online, all the products, all the things, all the downloads. Uh, the universities are being created, everything. So invest in what you what you feel is going to make you a lot of return on investment right now. Well, so let's talk about that. You've been through, uh, you know, the sort of the beginnings. You worked with and mentored by and spoke with the the godfathers of the industry, you know, between Jim and Zig and, and all these, like, you know, icons it has changed over the years, but it's sped up for sure. What have you noticed that has been the same when it comes to the transformations and the, and the shifts and pivoting? And what have you noticed that is different, that you know, some people could rely on what works and, and be open to some new strategies? Well, first and foremost, the fundamentals have not changed. If you look at the core base fundamentals, whether it's 
Bob Proctor, who I got to hang out with weekends at Mr. Murphy's house, they were best friends. Uh, he would say things to me that just stuck in my head. He said, you know, when you're born as a baby, you, you have no limitations. And he'd say something, stuff to me like that I, when I had my, my, my two kids, I have an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old, um, he said, you know, when you're, when you, the first thing you do when you're born, what do they do? They put you in a crib. What's in crib? Bars. You know, so I, when I when my kids were born, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So he says to me, get a king size California king and put these these uh, low bars all the way around so they don't see it in their eyes. So I did that, and it'll worry every night they're gonna crawl off that thing. You know, <laughs> when they got older, of course, I had to like change it. But uh, you know, he would always like throw zingers at me, and and then um, you know, Jim Rohn. I mean, Jim Rohn was so much fun. What a down to earth guy. And, he, he used to say stuff like, treat your body like a temple, not a woodshed. He'd mm. give me books to read. I mean, I got so, so, so lucky. And that's why I still do this because, as you know, you know, I don't have to work. I haven't had to work for 29 years. So my money, I have seven companies that make me money right now while we're sitting here. And I still make over seven figures in uh, speaking and other things and books. I'm on my 21st book right now. Uh, 22nd, actually. I'm writing two books right now. I just got called by my publisher to write a new book on what's going on right now. But I'm on my 21st book with another gentleman. I'm doing, I don't know if you noticed, I'm doing a lot of car stuff. I love cars. So mm -hmm. I'm doing a book in cars. It's kind of cool. So, so I, um, you know, I just love to work. And that's one of the things that everyone must get. For me, find something that you would do even if you weren't being paid for. Now, you got to be paid for it because I always tell people, if you're an entrepreneur and you're mistaking activity with results, you're going to get disappointed, disillusioned and quit and go back. So make sure that you're making money what you're doing. But, mm -hmm. you know, I learned from Wayne Huizinga, as you know, I'm on the board of directors and uh, at Wayne Huizinga School of Entrepreneurs here in Nova and the board of governors. And he always said, tell everyone, find something you love, something that you, you know, would do like passionately and something that, that that feels like you would it's not work and i love what i do i love you know i mean we and i meet for coffee and we talk about things and the in the industry and all that and so again back to your question the fundamentals still work tony works i mean you can pull unlimited power right now and get something out of it mm -hmm. you know uh earl nightingale the first big motivational speaker, the strangest secret. Yep. You can pull that out. You can go to George Waddles from 1934 and pick up secrets of growing rich. You can go to Jim Rohn, you know, take charge of your life. Brian Tracy, psychology of success. I mean, Tom Hopkins, how to master the art of selling. You name it. You can go to that now. What's going on now? You better get ready to eat your Wheaties. Things are moving much quicker. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got to invest in yourself. I really don't really push too much on uh, the, the internet. I'm doing more of it now, if you notice. Mm -hmm. But I did because I was happy being on, you know, doing 38 Get Motivated a year in front of 30,000 people every time, success resources with 70,000 people, uh, being on the uh, Gotta Be Hungry tour with my dear friend Les Brown, who I love. And, um, you know, working with Brian Tracy and Rose. So, so I never really did that. Now everything's different. You can start out today, and if you have the right tools, you can look 
bigger than we are because of what you do. I mean, you look at guys that have come. I remember working with Grant Cardone when he, I was the, I did 14 states for JM Lexus and he came in, he was just starting to sell his automobile training. And now he'll, he's a monster. He's a giant. Yep. And I do, I did an event with him about three months ago with Kevin Harrington. So, yeah. So, I mean, Ty Lopez, you know, Gary V, uh, you know, you name it. There's uh, Brandon Bouchard, a lot of great people out there doing good things. So what they've, so I, like, I remember the way I got into Tony obviously was the infomercial, right? right. So that was that. Now it, it sounds like you were able to find a niche with other speakers doing some more corporate stuff as opposed to the, you know, like moving out into the, uh, the other environment, um, you know, into the, you know, specific, just personal development, but everybody kind of had a niche that they broke out of. Um, your niche was sales and uh, real estate, right? Uh, no, sales and leadership. And, and leadership, leadership, okay. My book, The One Minute Meeting, as you know, did very, very well. Mm -hmm. So that went nuts. I, I had, that's the thing. I was, you know, I was working with Tom and Brian and Zig. Zig's like, you know, my second dad to me. Mm -hmm. And so they would like bring me, see, Zig was 60000 Tom was 30000 Brian's 30000 So they'd say, well, we can't afford that. But okay, well, can you afford Omar? He's fifteen grand, And I'm like, yeah. So they would bring me in. Then, you know, I, as you said, I'm a guy that loves people and I have fun. And people mm -hmm. can know me and see that I have integrity and char character. And, and so now I would take over the accounts. And Beautiful. I, I left yeah. Tom, everybody came to me, all the people that I was training for all these other great mentors uh, came to me. Of course, I took care of them, you know, right. and, and, but, uh, but I was, I took their accounts cause you know, they're like, Omar, just take it. Cause you know, they couldn't afford those guys. So, I mean, I'm getting retainers of 2 million, a million and a half, all more Oracle, Motorola, Zep, Yellow Book USA. I was so busy. I never had to market myself at all. And then being on Get Motivated 38 to 50 times a year, how much more could you do? I was on the road 80 cities a year, 160 seminars. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And making stupid money. And I was already rich. So <laughs> it's like we call that a quality problem. Well, well, you know, Jim Rohn says, he says, you know, when he became wealthy, he says, People would come up to him and say, you know, we want you to do this, we want you to do this with it. He says, I really don't want to do this. He says, well, we'll add more zeros to your bank account. We'll add some more zeros to your bank account at the end. And he goes, yep. okay. And he just kept making money. God so, bless him. So yeah. Yeah, what are what were some of your um, favorite moments that you had with some of those guys? Like, was there like a, a behind the scenes where you got to see them as, as a person where you, you know, like you got to know them intimately. Like wh what are some cool, like you could share like a story behind the scenes that people go, Oh, okay, cool. That's, that was uh, like funny or interesting, yeah. you know, something. I'll tell you a quick little, uh, Bob Proctor, I got to do a lot of work with him because he was really good friends with my mentor and he brought me to a lot of network marketing companies and because, you know, he didn't do communications. He did, you know, Born Rich, that mm -hmm. wonderful program that he's got, you know. So, which, by the way, helped me in my life tremendously. Bob helped me. He's now, I think, 88. The guy was one of my best mentors. And wow. he's still going. Yep. And he, he's, he, I, we went out to dinner one night. And he loved to go out to nice dinners. 
and we would always have dinner together and he like you know we at that time he would smoke a cigar here and there and and then i'll never forget because he was telling me about you know the mind you know that you got to leverage it and i'm like yeah yeah i get it yeah yeah i'm doing it with my health clubs like and you know you got to become a bigger container omar because god doesn't give you more than you can handle i'm like yeah 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 so he says if you only this big that's how much money you're gonna make he says you want to be like that big i'm like no i want to be like this big you know so so and i did you know and, and then he I said to him and i'll never forget this it was hilarious we had a long dinner five hour dinner had a wonderful time break and I, he says, um, why don't we have some coffee? And I made the mistake of saying, I don't like drinking coffee late at night. And you know why? Because it keeps me up. He goes, why in the world would you say that? What you put in the universe expands. What you focus on expands. Don't say that. You could have a cup of coffee right now and go to sleep. I'm like, no, I, I really can't. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave me he just changed it just gave me a but but the guy was just a, a a gem you know and then tom hopkins just i don't know if you guys know but tom is one of the funniest people in the world tom hopkins and he's he's a magician of funny stuff and and jim Rohn. i mean he i don't know if you guys know but he was a great fisherman he loved to fish so he would sit, take us to his place up in in, in the I think it was Montana or Idaho or something, and I uh, go with Murph and go fishing. And Earl Nightingale, I got to meet him at the end of his life. He wow. played golf with my mentor Tom Murphy every Thursday in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's where he moved at the end of his life. And he would always say stuff that I loved and heard on the recordings. You become what you think about most, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, you know all that good stuff. And he'd, he'd like recite the strangest secret. He actually did the strangest secret part one and part two for me on on the golf cart. Oh my gosh, that must have been amazing! Yeah. Holy crap! I had the biggest face, baritone voice yep. ever. It was amazing. Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, everybody should you know for me it should be a smorgasbord. Yeah, Tony, you know Zig, Jim, Brian, Tom, um, you know a lot of these new guys for marketing, like you know Gary V. Ty Lopez, you know, I like all those guys. Brandon Bouchard, mm -hmm. you name it, you know. So it's all, I just love watching the whole thing and how it's continued to go and it's just moving a lot quicker, that's all. Yeah, well, and I I asked you a little bit to share because I, I want people to really get how important it is the people you surround yourself and what you're sharing, what you put in your brain, right? Yeah. As Gene McNaughton calls it, the bread for the head. Um, right. And it it's a game changer. Like when you can hang out with someone and you know, when Bob corrected you, like watch your language. Like, you know, when you have those friends, those who just are operating at another level, like they can call you out on it and lovingly and not like, you know, obviously not to put you down, but just like, Hey, like a quick reminder, like yeah. hey, you're, you're playing at a different field. We're going to hold you to that level. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, things that I learned were like, you know, really every night defining your dream redefine your dreams don't just set a goal redefine it every night and like I, I, bob said become a bigger container uh focus obsessively and you know don't base your success or your goals on what you have today base it on what you want when someone i remember when i was going to build my first health book doug mr murphy owned the clubs and I was like, I want to be an owner. And he's like, Well, you don't have any money. I'm like, Yeah. Everybody's like, What are you nuts? 
you don't have any money, you, you never got uh, grades in school. In fact, you didn't even finish college. And when you did go to school, you got C's. I mean, and then, you know, and then just like everybody's like, no, 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 no. And I said to Mr. Murphy, I said, give me a chance. And he went out and I said, uh, he said, all right, you need 20 grand. How's that? 20 grand. 20 grand in three months. Can you do it? I said, I'll make it happen. So I went to Sears because I had no money. I got a credit card. I don't know how they gave it to me. <laughs> and I bought a, a air compressor, the painter, paint compressor. Uh-huh. And I, 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 I met this guy at the club. I'll never forget. He would make so much money painting apartments in L.A. So I thought, there's got to be a lot of apartments because there's a lot of people. So he said, look, <laughs> just go to this area. I don't work there. And here's the pricing. Underbid everybody $100 an apartment and you'll get work. So I went in and I underbid my bodybuilder friends at the gym, did the trim, you know, like the, the, the shiny stuff, the gloss. And I was uh-huh. going, shh. And, I, you know, as I studied opera, I'm a lyric tenor. Worst thing I could possibly do. BCS. Three months later, I walked in and I handed Mr. Murphy 20 grand cash. And then I said, here's 20 grand for the first club. And here's 20 grand for the second because I sold my business to one of my bodybuilding friends. Wow. He goes, I am impressed. And that was the beginning of it. How old were you? I was 23. Wow. Yeah. And I went, I went nuts. You know, then I just said, let's go. And after the first 28 health clubs, he got out of the game and I kept going. As you know, my, my employees, Chinyi, Lewis Welch was his uh, sister's husband. Now, uh, Kay was his mother, my bookkeeper and accountant. And, uh, his sister was my aerobics director. And so they changed everything and they, uh, uh, they took it to another level and I did really well with them. And, the name of the, as you know, LA Fitness. So, unbelievable, brother. So let's back up. I'm, I'm, you know, like you came here when you were seven, right? What was your life like up until you know you went to school and stuff? But what were you exposed to? Because you came with nothing. How did you reframe and take advantage of the opportunity as opposed to you know? And I'm using this as an example of kind of equate to what's going on right now because kind of what's happening in the world right now is outside of our control in many respects, just like what you dealt with and you guys took action and came here, but you thrust yourself into a whole new world. Yeah, it was, uh, we landed in Miami. We escaped. We told them we we're going on vacation and um, my dad didn't come with us. so We wouldn't get caught. So my mom escaped with the children and we landed in Miami. They took us to the Freedom Tower, which is still there in Miami. It's called the Freedom Tower. Mm-hmm. It wasn't called that then. And um, uh, I was really sick uh, uh, with stomach problems and all that because I, I had been eating old food and stuff, escaping. And so it took months to, to get me all okay. And then we were sponsored by a church, the Joliet, Illinois. So we landed in O'Hare Airport, big snowstorm. And we have no money, no credit, no friends. We don't speak English, and we've never felt cold there. So we were the only Hispanic family in Joliet, Illinois, the west side. Wow. And uh, there was only one person who spoke Spanish, and that was the Spanish teacher. <laughs> so, But um, I, I tell you, I remember walking to school, and my brother and I, we would get beat up all the time. In fact, we figured out a way that, that to get home without getting beat up. We would walk through the cemetery going to school and back so no one would see us. And wow. we'd hide 
and walk to cemetery. So I know, you know, what it's like to be, you know, I, I am a minority and, and not speak the language, which, you know, people don't like you when you're different. And, and so I just, you know, I, I think that people just got to embrace and love each other more. And, and we have to just, you know, figure it out. It's, it's going to take time. You know? So you came here, you just one sibling. Uh, there's, there's, uh, two boys and a girl. Okay. So how did, did they all um, take the, the challenges the way you did and turn their lives into something so like healthy and, and beautiful? Yeah. Well, my sister owns a restaurant in Haco, Costa Rica. She's very, very successful. It's called Lemon Zest. Her and her husband, Richard, and I love going there. And they used to own Splendid Blendeds here in Delray Beach. I don't know if you went to Splendid Blendeds in Atlantic. It was a huge success. They're like the beginning of all that. And they're very, very successful. Uh, just I'm really proud of her and her husband. And her son, Richie, my nephew, uh, is very successful at real estate. My brother is a chiropractor, as you know, in town. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's very successful. And my other brother, uh, he's now retired, very successful. And he's a doing financial advisor and has real estate. So yeah, you know, every one of them became a huge success. And I believe it's because my mother and father, you know, my dad's an entrepreneur. He said, you can be anything you want. You just got to like, you know, go out there and make it happen. You know, and, 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 and if you want something bad enough, go after it. And the guy was amazing, but you know, the language barrier was real tough on him and uh, he built up things, but he lost it. So, but you know, the kids, uh, everybody, I'm very proud of my brothers and sisters. They're really amazing people. That is beautiful. So how, what do you, would you attend, like say is what, was there a defining moment or an understanding? What was your belief system about the situation you were in, being beat up, having a language barrier, not knowing anything? You really, the only two exemplars you have are your mother and your father believing in you how did you navigate that? And obviously all of you did. So, you, you know, there's got to be some pattern that you all adopted. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's a combination of my mom and dad uh, and the schools we went to and mm-hmm. the people we met. So my mom and dad, my mother is my biggest cheerleader. She's, she's now probably 4'11". She was probably 5'1 then. But she, <laughs> she, when she walks in a room, she's six foot tall she never yelled at us. We were never yelled at. We could never do no wrong. She was like, yes, see, go. You can do it. Come on. You know, it's like, and my brother's sisters, they got the same encouragement and empowerment. And my dad is like this entrepreneur that, you know, he did come. He was wealthy in Cuba, came here, lost everything, built up an empire in Joliet, lost that because he was behind. And he actually sold it to some people and they took him. Um, which is not very good because he couldn't speak the language. So he moved here to Florida and, you know, he decided just to work at the resort and as an employee gate guard, my mom was a maid and, and, but you know, they're just happy people. And, and, you know, my dad's tough, my dad's tough, man. But my mom, my dad's tough, but, but like always trying to move you to, yeah, let's do it. Come on. But my mother's just like the most beautiful woman in the world, you know? Beautiful. So as you were growing and then you started, obviously you applied what you teach basically is all, it's all personal development stuff, belief in yourself and accessing your, you know, taking advantage of your resources that are available, seeking out, putting yourself in the right environment, 
you know, you created an incredible thing. Were there ever times, well, how'd you get into speaking actually? So you built up your gym. How was it that you transferred and, and reinvented into speaking? Well, that's a great question. What happened was all the speakers became my investors. So I became friends because Mr. Murphy invested their money into the clubs because okay. those speakers made crazy money, crazy money. Uh, and they would do these rounds anyway. So he invested their money into our clubs. And so when I sold the clubs and stayed on as, I stayed on as president for a few years because they didn't want to shake it up, you know, um, I walked into a diner and, and Tom Hopkins was sitting there with Tom Murphy and he said, you know, we'd like you to go on the road with us and work with Jim Rohn. And they're doing a tour with Jim Rohn and Tom Hopkins and himself. And then uh, then they said, you know, we want to get you on Get Motivated with Zig Ziglar and Colin Powell and Schwarzkopf and you name it. I mean, I spoke with Larry. Everybody you can name, those events were the biggest events in the world, 20,000, 30,000 each. They did an amazing job. And uh, Brian Forte and, and, and just – just amazing i got i got lucky i, I met uh people that that were starting out like brian and he kept me on board and i got to ride the wave with him you know and have a blast and so the whole thing was the speaking came from them investing in my clubs and, the, and me doing the right thing that's what i wanted to bring up yeah. i always paid them on time and i always paid them and i had i had an accountant and i'd put you know two keys $1.50. I mean, like, I was so specific that they would go, this guy is the most honest guy we've ever met. And I've lived my life. You can, I mean, if you Google me, you won't find one bad thing about me because I've lived my life to doing the right thing. And we all know that, you know, you can open up all these businesses and build them up and go bankrupt. You know, I've never done that. I've, I've always done the right thing. Always. Beautiful. I mean, I can attest to that. I've, you know, been here for... Uh, a few years and I, we obviously know the same people and everyone has nothing but, you know, amazing things to say about you. There's, there's never been like, Oh, I'm going to go see Omar. Whatever. Like, Oh, he's great. Tell him I said, Hey, you know, like I was with uh, James Malinchek and he's like, yeah. Omar, what a great guy. Oh, I got, you know, it's like, I've never had anybody be like, Oh yeah. Omar, like yeah. never. And not that anyone ever says anything about somebody, but I have heard, some little there's always a little sometimes someone might say well you know there's you know don't you know if if you sell if if you do business with them just watch your your split or you know whatever yeah yeah james is wonderful and you know like we said we're lucky i i had dinner with james i think well maybe we were in houston was it like maybe five years ago i I can't we had a blast he's a wonderful guy yeah we got to connect with him because he's got a place down here now I know he reached out to me and we haven't gotten together, but we yeah. will. all this stuff happened. So, yeah. But, so again, it, it's really important that everybody, you know, focuses on what they want and, you know, stay focused because these times can derail your goals. Uh, as you said, I was just on a, on a, uh, a thing for 10 X uh, right now, like in, two hours ago. And I was telling everyone that, you know, you really got to focus on what you want Go back to your why, be true to your why, write down the 10 most important things you must do the next day, prioritize them. And then, cause you know, I've got that little saying, any entrepreneur that wakes up without a, without a plan is unemployed. Yep. And a lot of entrepreneurs mistake activity with results and you gotta get that results, you gotta make money. I always say that, you hear me say that again and again and again, because I feel that a lot of 
entrepreneurs don't make money and then they have to go back and get a job. And so why, why do you think that is? No one has taught them that there are basic principles to making income. And you know those, they're from setting goals, creating packages, whether you're a speaker, a coach, uh, own a business. Like I work with the International Smarty, Smart Tan Association. I've been working with them for 15 years. And what do I do? I help them create packages. Like 15 years ago, you didn't walk into a tanning place. Uh, they didn't have the spraying yet, but they, they didn't have like, oh, when you come in, you're going to get 12 sessions and you're going to buy the bronzer and you're going to get this bed, you're going to get this other bed and, 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 now, and then you're going to get this uh, to take to keep the tan home. And I helped them put all that. So I mm -hmm. work for Smart Tan Association. I work for martial arts. I work for Ma Success, the martial arts. I have a great relationship with them. I'm not a martial artist, uh, but I, I have all the stuff that works in health and fitness works for martial arts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've worked with companies like Equinox, World Gym, you know, of course, LA Fitness. Um, you know, it's just fun. I mean, for me, I just, I get bored real easy, Doug. So I, I like to like work with different companies. I like, one of my favorite things is customizing training. You know, okay, yeah. Like right now I'm working with some automobile dealerships and I'm working with my friend, uh, Scott Zanko. We're working on a new book called Varoom. And we have a TV show, as you know, uh, on YouTube called Varoom TV. And so that's fun. We're having fun with that. And we got a book coming out in September. Uh, it's called Varoom Behind the Scenes of the Automobile Industry. You'll find out all of those secrets, how to buy and sell cars and stuff. With Ooh. Okay. So that's going to be a good little book. We're having fun with that. But, you know, I'm lucky. I mean, you know, I wrote a book with Tom Hopkins now, which we put it out a year ago called The Smart Startup. Uh, you know, I'm working with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. He and I have been friends for 25 years. I was actually number three in the world for him for many years in QBC and Home Shopping Network in Latin America. Wow. I actually did a program called Como Tenerlo Todo, which is basically, it's called How to Have It All in Spanish, but it's, it's like Tony Robbins in Spanish, but uh -huh. it's my yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. And are you not doing that anymore? No, no, we, we, we let it go. We did really well for a few years. It was called Hollywood Discoveries, Como Tenerlo Todo. And we did our commercials and infomercials, just like Tony did. Because then it was very inexpensive to do it. Right. And well, and now it's so interesting as you shared, you know, I I love your take on what you're noticing now that you're getting into the digital marketing space, uh, the, you know, where it's, it, it is uncharted territory in many respects because it keeps changing, you know, the, how quickly people get used to, dare I say, you know, the, the strategy that's being used. So there's everyone's like, okay, well now we got to do make the groups or you got to make the, you know, whatever. Um, right. What have you noticed um, now that you're getting into the, the digital space? Well, I noticed if you're, um, it, that a lot of people don't realize that they have to communicate better mm. and they have to do things like, like what you do. You got a beautiful background. Okay. That's, that's important. You're dressed right. You look good. You know, a lot of people, I see them on these calls. I just did a, I told you, I did a call in Australia. I'm doing another one next week. And I told the gentleman, I said, you, you're so bright. You're so talented at it. But could you do me a favor, you know, clean up a little bit and your background, <laughs> You know, just moves the books so they look like they're together. It's like, you know, <laughs> and I says, and, and use vocal, like, for instance, I'll give you guys some things that will work. Number one, look into the camera when you talk to people, right? 
Number two, make eye contact with them like you're making it face to face. Move your body, move around. Like I have a machine that, and uh, so does uh, Kevin and Brian Harrington, that you can stand up or sit down. So if you don't have a standing like, desk, yeah. If, if you've got something like, for instance, if you have an easel behind you, you're going to make notes like I did last week, I will move the machine up. So then when I get up, you don't lose contact of me, mm -hmm. right? When you're speaking, you don't turn your back to the audience unless it's for a reason like NLP or you're closing, right? Yep. You, you, so why would you do that with a Zoom? So use vocal variety, use body language, um, move around a little bit. Of course, stay in the square. Um, <laughs> have good equipment. Have, uh -huh. I have, you know, I have the best. Well, you don't need much. I got the new MacBook, whatever, and I've got like, you know, uh, cameras and things. I got the machine, all that. Have the best easel. Have good markers. Goodness, I did an right. event with a gentleman last week. Well, it was with Les Brown and a gentleman that was speaking with us. As I told you, people paid to be on there. And, and the guy got up and his markers were dry. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, check your markers. <laughs> you know, little things. I mean, yep. you see people like Grant Cardone do it every day well. You know, he does it every, he's got his markers, he's got this, he's dressed, he's, you know, he looks clean, he's fit, you know, all that. You see like Gary V, Gary V is a more laid back approach. Right? He's got, he wears more of the, like the, the workout clothes and the mm -hmm. hoodies and things. It's all cool, but he looks good, right? And Ty Lopez and, and all of them. So we just got to adapt, but don't forget, vocal variety, use the camera properly, mm -hmm. have the angle right, right? I, I mean, I've seen some people, it looks like they got it on their lap and the camera's <laughs> looking up. What is that? I mean, you've seen it, right? Yeah. So just, uh, you know, use the tools that you learn in like, I have like the programs that I, I teach. Use the tools now live. Right. Yeah. How have you adjusted in the way you um, are making your offers now that you, it's a hybrid, right? So are, have you been reaching out to, or have they reached out to you like any of your past clients who maybe you had some bookings? I mean, I know for me, all my gigs for the most part died. And, right. you know, like there's no more gigs. Now, unfortunately, some of them that I were doing, they were with a seminar company that's not necessarily coming back but um what have you done to like adjust, adjust. your momentum yeah well what happened uh, what happened to me is i told you i was doing three 10x's three, three 10x masterminds a month mm -hmm. and i was doing masterminds for success resources and i was doing um events uh with uh les brown so what happened, everything went online. So what I did, the first thing I did is I emailed all my friends from BB&T, SunTrust, Oracle, Motorola, Microsoft, all the people that I have relationships with and said, look, I know things are different now. What I'd like to do because things are different, I'd like to, I'll do a free month of Zoom calls weekly. And then after that, just pay me a third of my fees. Just a third. So instead of getting 15 grand, I'm getting five grand. That's fine, right? Uh, but then, you know, that's the corporate. Now with the things like we're doing, you know, you, you know, like Les is getting 15 right now. I'm getting from 2,500 to five for these kind of things. Of course, mm -hmm. not <laughs> but I mean, but we, we, you know, so what I did is I adapted the pricing. I mm -hmm. gave value and then uh, 
the offers, you know, I'm, I'm in the top five in the world for platform sales. Mm-hmm. I've sold, it was funny, we're doing the numbers at the end of December, um, my fulfillment center. I've sold $450 million from stage. Wow, it's amazing. $450 million from stage. I, I you know, because when we had those get motivated, I'd sell 200000 you know. I mean, and, and, and uh, some of the uh, rich dad, poor dad, I did seven figures twice at the biannual uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad events. You know, wow. So that was fun. I mean, to do a million and a half in an hour, hour and a half, 15 minutes, it's amazing. It was fun. It was a, like those good old days. But, uh, well, so yeah, actually, you say that. How do you feel about the, the future of seminars? Would you think we're going to have live events sooner rather than later? Uh, how, I mean, Tony's already doing a UPW in, uh, I believe, in Texas in, I think, July or August. Uh, what do you see the future of live events? I'm doing uh, an event at the Bellagio with uh, uh, some guys uh, in July, and I'm doing one in August in Orlando. What? When so, in July? I wonder if I'll be there. Um, it'll be the third week. So, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm there the 17th, 18th, something like that. Yeah, I think it's the 25th. Okay. So, now what you. I'm doing is we're doing events, but what we're doing is we're doing events and we've got the big room, but you got the social distancing. The only thing I'm concerned about is the energy. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you're six foot apart everywhere, I mean, Tony's doing it. I'm sure he's having to get... I always gets humongous stadiums. Twenty five hundred people. Yeah, so he probably what do you do? Jack his price up? No. No. Okay. So so he's just keeping the cash flow going. I mean, we all got to. Well, he's, he's got to serve. Yeah. I mean, and like you, he doesn't need to do it. He does it because he loves it. Um, right. So I think you know, for him, the 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 size was more about the you know the breadth of impact as far as rather than the the finances per right. se. I mean, obviously, he's got a you know, make money, but the UPW, as you know, is, is kind of a lost leader. It's more to get people into, uh, you know, into the, the longer term. Yeah. And all that good stuff. Yeah, yep. no, I agree. So to answer your question, what we've been doing is we lowered our initial investment to get in. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we lower the offered lower and then we call them up and we do the, the program and train them. And then after the fact, like for instance, my nine ninety seven package is selling for two hundred ninety seven dollars. Okay. So, and then they get in, and then after that, we we upsell them after a few months or after a few sessions. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, you know, we stay in touch. I'd love to hear how the, the live events are going for you. And we're, we're starting to look at the calendar about you know booking for us. Um, David is doing the brick. Uh, but it was, you know, it was like 15 people. Um, right. And I spoke at one of his boot camps last week and the restaurant it was a small restaurant. Each person had to have their own table. Crazy. So there's only 10 people. It was a small right. restaurant. So each person was sitting at their own table. And, you know, yes, it was a little different. But I think the, the good news is guys like you and I who have kind of been in small rooms and big rooms and all of that. I don't think we get as thrown off when there's that, you know, that the social distancing, if there's a smaller room, because we're not, I don't know. I just, we have so much more, I think, breadth of experience that we can utilize that and still deliver and still create the energy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm concerned about is, uh, you know, like I, you know, do things like have people massaging each other and high five in and all that. And I don't know if people are going to want to do that or if uh, that will, you know, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, see, I don't have that because I've been to your events and that they're great. And you, um, you have people interact where mine is more like, you know, mine is like business and mm-hmm. sales and leadership and then some of my wealth stuff. But we don't really you know, do that. But that's good. They need, everybody needs that openness. But, but I don't know if we'll be able to do it. It'll be interesting. Like, yeah. like a glass walk. I'm not sure if people are ready to do a glass walk. A fire walk might actually be more, they might be more into it because at least, oh, you'll burn off the, you know, the virus. Right. Um, but yeah, like glass walking or fire eating, you know, like I, I don't know if people are going to be open to it, but that's something that's so important to the work that I do anyway. Like I just, it, it, part of that interaction, um, I don't know, but someone just actually today reached out to me and said, okay, we want to do a glass walk. So, I, you know, they, they, they asked me, I wasn't pushing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just got to go with what right now. I think everyone should be, if you're a speaker or a coach, uh, do whatever you can to stay busy. Right. So keep your mind positive. I always say who motivates the motivators, right? A lot of uh, people that are speakers and stuff have been reaching out to me. Like, what are you doing? How's it going? They're they're like, you know, you you wouldn't record. I won't mention names, but you would, you would say what, you know, because they're huge, they're big, mm-hmm. they're like top of our industry, but they're feeling it, you know, and, and they're not like myself. I have zero debt, mm-hmm. and I designed my life. I designed to have zero debt, so I have, wouldn't have to work for the last thirty years. What I want right. to do, is do I want to do what I want to do with who I want to do it? Financial independence, financial freedom. I love making money, and I make a lot of money, but it's not my main focus. It just comes, right? Right. Well, and I think that's really important from a, a coach speaker perspective as well is to be smart. Like, you know, with Heidi and I, you know, we, we do real estate so that we could speak. We speak so we could do real estate, like, you know, our, our coaching and speaking because, yeah, we want to have a legacy, multiple streams of income. We, you know, got to have all of that. Um, but I think there are a lot of people who do over leverage themselves and they, you know, they forget that it's, you know, it, it could be taken away. Yeah. Well, remember uh, what Jim Rohn used to say, you have to prepare for the seasons of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The winter's coming. The winter came. The winter came and kicked everybody's ass. Yeah. In fairness, this was uh, more than a winter, though. I think this this came up as uh, like a hurricane, a tsunami, a, uh, you know, an avalanche all at once. I mean, I, I was I sat in this place. Thank God I lived two blocks from the ocean, which we couldn't go to. But I got to walk and look on A1A. I'd see it. And I'd walk twice a day. I got two dumbbells out of my warehouse and a, a yoga mat because I was starting to take yoga classes. And because um, I need it, you know, because <laughs> I don't need to be more flexible because I was a sprinter in college and a power lifter. So, so I bought a yoga mat because I thought it'd be fun. It, it is fun. And um, so uh, I, I had my, my yoga mat, I'd stretch and I'd do my exercises and then I'd do isometrics, I'd do my dumbbells. i do a full workout with two dumbbells. And then I walked twice a day, like an hour and a half. And I was like, but it was crazy, just crazy, just to be so isolated. And my kids were here with me. My daughter came home from UM. My son, uh, uh, you know, was doing online. Everybody's doing online school. Uh, and a lot of, I mean, I, I feel for these parents that had their, the little ones and, you know, 
they had to like entertain them and educate them and keep them focused. And so, yeah, it's a, yeah, our, our, uh, ours is five. So yeah, yeah we, we had a uh, similar stuff. Fortunately, the, the gym, the gy- her gymnastics camp is open so we can uh, drop her off and let her get out of the house. And, you know, we can actually be able both Heidi and I work, not have to take turns. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, everyone, you know, adapted and, we're doing really well, I think, meaning, I mean, it's not, people are still dying and stuff and getting sick, but we're, you know, until we get a vaccine, this is the new uh, economy. So we have to like, number one, I tell everybody to, you know, make as much money as you can and manage your money, streamline everything you're doing, you know, don't, don't waste anywhere. And just in case this thing comes back in the fall, just be ready, you know, be, have some, my first goal, Doug, when I started working was to have six months of income put away. And I did. Mm-hmm. I put away 50% of my income so I would have six months of income because I never wanted to feel the pressure that I had when I was broke. Right? right. And then and then now, you know, I mean, it, it pisses me off to have to go and take money out of my investments because um, I had to because, as you know, our business just totally stopped. Right. I got calls from the health clubs. They couldn't pay their rent for three months. So I deferred uh, the the rents. And then, of course, you and I know I was doing uh, three uh, events a a month, uh, two-day events, and they went away. Uh, So now we've been doing them online and all that, but it's not the same. What was the first thought that came into you when, when all the, you know, when they started to look like it was becoming a reality and then they're about to lock everything down and all that, what was the first thing that, that you experienced that you felt or thought? Well, the first thing was I had another event in March and the guy did it. He did one in the beginning of March and one in the middle of March. And I'm like, I don't think I should get on a plane. It's in New York. We did it in New York. I told you they rented Billy Joel's ex Uh house. And yeah. he had, I said, well, here's the only way I'll come, okay? You pick me up at LaGuardia. It's not an Uber. It's one of your guys. And they drive me to the house, which is an hour away from New York. And I stay at the house. I speak for the group in the house. And the next morning, two, uh, I was there for two days. I get up, and I'm on a 6 o'clock flight out of LaGuardia. I, and I, that's exactly what I did. And the same guy took me back. And then when I got here, of course, they quarantined anyone from New York for 14 days. So I had to stay, like, self-quarantine. Yeah. So I got a thing from Delta saying, hey, you got to stay in your house for 14 days. So here I am with my kids hoping I don't have this. And, uh, you know, but it was crazy. Yeah. So the first thing was like, wow, what's going on? Because I was with Kevin Harrington speaking, and he had just flown from China. (laughs) Wow. yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, don't worry. We're not going to quarantine you from China, but if you came from New York to Florida, then you go. You got to. That's it. And then so he's like, man, I was thinking, what about this stuff? Because I was in China. I'm like, I don't know. And then we found out after the event that some guy that was there got it after we left. Wow. Uh, New York, so we didn't know if it was before or after, but you know, it's just crazy times. And I just want everyone to stay purposeful, stay spiritual stay healthy, stay happy, and then work on making as much money as you can any way you can. So how would you, for right now, for maybe coaches who are starting out, speakers who are still wanting to speak, 
how, how could they monetize? Like, what is it? Wh- where do you see the opportunity and what's the mindset behind that? So, cause yes, I agree. Everyone's got to be making, making some money. I mean, that's, you know, we can't live without it. Um, what's some advice or mindsets or tweaks that you could recommend someone? I would tell everyone to number one, uh, get more active, uh, get more social media going, um, it doesn't have to cost you anything. Uh, do a lot of things with uh, people like yourself. Uh, I'm doing, you know, as you know, I did two with Les Brown. Uh, I have Kevin. I've done four, five. Phil Smith. Um, I'm doing a thing with uh, a bunch of speakers. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a lot of these. Oh, Bert Oliva, my dear friend. So um, I'm doing all these things with all these great people like yourself. And basically just staying busy, having fun, and getting people to know you. you know? Mm-hmm. Now, number two, if you need to make money, lower your fees. If you're, not, if you're starting out, don't try to get what I get. Because, you know, try to just keep the cash flow going. So what is, because I think for some of the fear behind, you know, speakers as they're starting out is what's the right price. And then now with zoom like are even is there a market for people for speakers to get gigs on zoom um how many like have you done any of your past clients where they like yeah we'll just wait to have you come live uh which is probably why you offered the free one anyway to show that it's okay because they probably had that thought right uh what what i i believe is that you know right now you should just do whatever you can whether it's free or paid mm-hmm. most of the speakers are not going to get paid I mean, you see events every day that all these other speakers are putting up with Les Brown and all the other, you know, Kevin and celebrities, and they're doing that. They're paying them to get you to show up so they can sell you their stuff, right? right. Mm-hmm. So if you're new, get on board with those people. Just be on the same stage so people get to know you and tell them to follow you on Instagram or Facebook, things like yep. that. And obviously, like you were sharing, and we'll, of course, post it and have you share, you have a free book on your uh, Instagram and on your website, right? On my Instagram, it's uh, at Omar Piriu, just at O-M-A-R-P-E-R-I-U. And uh, you're going to get the full book, 178 pages, get fired up. And it's not going to be like you get five pages and you got to pay for the rest. You're getting the whole full ebook. So... Uh, there's no like, you know, following up and dropping. I'm just doing it for you guys. Oh, that's beautiful. And so as you're, you're moving forward, what are some ways that we can like capitalize on, on these opportunities? What are some new opportunities do you think that are going to be available? I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities online uh, for companies that you, it's going to be more like I'm doing something in the UK. I wouldn't be able to do that right now. I couldn't mm-hmm. fly that. So you're going to be able to do things online that you couldn't do before. But the key is to be open to anything and do as much as you can because something good always comes from something free. Always. I've, I've learned that a long time ago. One of my mentors taught me that. He said, you know, just do it. Just do it because, you know, when you do a free event, Something comes of it. Something good. So everybody should just do as much as you can. Now, try to get, if you can't get paid, do a joint venture where you can do a rev share. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like for instance, I told you I did one with a friend of mine a week ago and I sold 13 packages at $1,000. So you do a rev share, I took 60% of that. So mm -hmm. there wasn't bad sitting in my shorts and t-shirt, you made whatever, six grand. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm averaging probably five to 10,000 every time I do that, every time. So you do three or four of those a, a week, you're gonna be successful, but remember, I'm in the top five in the world for platform sales. I right. have a gift. It can be taught. And as you know, um, people have come to my boot camp, my speakers mm -hmm. boot camp. Um, I've had a lot of the speakers that you know come mm -hmm. to learn how to sell from the platform. You can learn it, but not you also it helps if you have that little edge, you know, that I have, you're able to make it work. Yeah. And is there the edge that you share? Is that something that you can train as well? I think that you have to have a, uh, you can become better. Like you could sell from the platform 10, 11%. I could teach you how to do that. But to do 33 to 50% like I do, uh, I think I have a gift. And I think it's like this, Doug. I think people look at me and go, if that dude's worth 110 million, I'm gonna be a billionaire. <laughs> if I tell people this stuff works for me, it works for my students, I know it'll work for you. They're like, if this guy's worth that much money in one company and now he's worth a lot more, I'm gonna be a billionaire. So they look at me and go, this guy, you know, he doesn't even talk right. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and I, well, you know, Omar, I think that's part of, not that you don't talk right, but what's so endearing about you is that you, you have that down to earthness. There isn't a, you know, like uh, I'm, you know, better than you, or even when you share your successes, it's not in a way like, you know, like it's, it seems attainable. Right. Because of the, your delivery, you know, you have this, you know, this kind of groundedness about you that makes it seem possible Whereas sometimes you see some other people that are so slick, that are so, and it's almost like, oh, but I can't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I love doing is when, whenever I teach something, I make it very digestible mm -hmm. because everyone has a teachable index. So we, when you're identifying people you're working with, whether you're coaching or speaking, that teachability index is very important to know who you're talking to. And, and if you're able to read that, which I am, I can look in the audience and see who's going to go and run to the tables, who's not, that kind of thing. Okay. And what do you do? Like, have you ever had one of those situations where um, it doesn't seem to be going the way you would like? How do you, how do you adjust? Where, what do you, where do you adjust? What is that you notice um, to, you know, make whatever shifts? Well, Oh, when that when that happens, it's normally because you didn't set it up properly. Okay. So that's I hate to say it, but I've I've never had that happen. Because what I do is I set it up. The first thing is I really build the relationship first. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like you know something that I learned from working with a lot of individuals and being Cuban. I mean, you know, most like I trained AT and T in Mexico. They won't even like talk business. I do their leadership, sales, and customer service in Spanish. They won't even talk business with me. Every time they turn over a new leader there, and you know what happens, right? Mm -hmm. it happens to all of us. Yeah. I go there, and I have to like go there and stay in Mexico City and have fun with them.
for like three days before we even talk about me coming to speak. <laughs> they know what I'm there for. Yeah. You know, we go to break, we go to lunch, nice long lunch. Then we meet for dinner. Then we go to lunch. Then we meet for dinner. Then the third time, the first third day, we start talking about, you know, we want to do this. And you're like, yeah, okay. You got to like, see, so for me, I think that people don't build rapport enough, build the relationship, give value, give. Don't think about, you know, most people like talk so much about themselves and their product or service or their idea and they oversell and, and, and they, it's, it's, it's like, it'll take you, take you out when you're just too much about, you know, me too, me, you know, it's gotta be me too, me too, me too. Not, you know, what if, what if, what if, right? So. so interesting you say that I had, uh, you know, our pal Gene McNaughton on uh, the other day and he was sharing, you know, he applied Bob Berg, you know, go get her, go give her. And it's just like, man, that that's, you know, that's the way I was able to blow my business up. Go give her just. Yeah. And yeah, Bob's a good friend of mine. I've been on get motivated with him lots of times. Yeah. And, yeah. but that, that is part of the, the rapport building. Cause really what you're giving is your attention. You're giving right. your presence. You're giving your time. It's not just about giving referrals and giving all of that. It's, it's, it, the fundamental, I believe, is the exchange of energy and appreciation. Yes, and, and listening. People yep. want you to listen to them, right? You ask the right questions, and the bigger, the better the question, the better the answer. So the key is to listen to them and qualify them so then you can turn around and sell them what you want to sell them. Mm -hmm. But that all comes from listening and asking the right questions and having great qualifying questions. So what are some of the best like you have some go-to questions that you have that are like kind of your go-to to yes. really dig deep yes uh if you're talking to individuals um on stage it's different i normally will do like uh questions that engage enroll and compel people to want to be part of the audience but when you do it one-on-one -on -one, I used my mentor, Tom Hopkins, taught me the acronym NEADS, which is misspelled N-E-A-D-S. And you just ask people, what are you doing now? Right? What are you doing now? And then, you know, the, the E is, what do you enjoy about what you do now? And then the A is, what would you like to alter or improve or what you have to do, want to do now? Then the D is, make sure you got decision makers. And then the S is, come up with a solution. Remember, every one of us is a PPS, a professional problem solver. Mm. And people pay me to solve their problems. So I, I can take an individual, whether they're a beginner or already, I, wish, I work with hedge funds that pay me 30K a month to mentor them. And I have beginners that pay me $1,665 a month. It doesn't matter to me. I give the same effort. But what happens is I'm able to find out where they are, their teachability index, what they need, and find out where they want to go and help them create a strategic plan. And then you got to give them the activities. Everybody's mm -hmm. got different activities. So give them the activities that they need to get to where they want to go. What do you notice that is the same and what is different about the person who's just starting out and the person who is already established? Like when you're talking about the hedge fund person or some other person that's already operating at a high level and the someone who's starting out, what's the same and what's different? Uh, the same is nothing. <laughs> okay. 
except for maybe a, a passionate desire and unwillingness to quit. Okay. An unwillingness to, they have a willingness to act and desire. What I find about people that are at the top of their game, I find that they have what you talk about, the energy, right? Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people love work with Tony Robbins because of the energy, right? Yep. You got to keep your energy up, right? Number one. Number two, the thing that I find about successful men and women that are at the top of their game is systems. Where a beginner needs my help to help them design those systems and put those together. So again, they're so different, but also like you said, there's similarities. The only similarity that I see is purpose, passion, power, and of course, uh, desire and a willingness to act. So Beautiful. And I ask that because part of the purpose of, of why I even got inspired to, to do this show is to show what's possible, right? right. To, to show that, that even when times are tough, that we can all figure out a way to do it. And, and you especially having the, the, where you came from and what you turned it into is such a beautiful example. And by finding out what's similar with the top performers and the people who are there, then the people who are here go, okay, if I have the same trait, if I have that, then I can do it. And yeah. what you said, I, I was not surprised at all by your answer that it is the commitment, it is the desire, it is the purpose, it is all of those things because that starts first. Without yeah, that- What I meant by nothing, I meant like, you know, the, 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 the mindset is so different at mm -hmm. the top and the systems and the money because the money's coming of you, know, course. you know like i worked with a company this morning and you know the guy he he's a billionaire and he makes you know something like 80 million a year so he is like at a whole different level where if you're starting with a beginner you know the only thing they they can really go after is their purpose their their why and by the way you don't need money for that that's right. what i love about it right when I mean that they're, you know, what I was talking about is these people got like a team, they've got leaders, they've got systems, they've got all this stuff where this person is just getting started. So I meant, you know, but what they do have that you don't need money for is a why, a purpose, taking action, mm -hmm. conditioning your mind and body for success, you know, retweaking your goals every night, waking up with a plan. That stuff takes no money. You know, I think that we make too many excuses for why we're not successful. And But once we get to a point where, like this gentleman I was working with this morning, he's got people around him who are beasts. They're beasts also mm -hmm. because they're making seven figures a year working for him. So what he's done is he hired right. So right. if you hire right and you have systems, then you're going to grow. You can't grow your company unless you do that, guys. That's what I teach and that's what I train people. Beautiful. Well, systems, yeah, without that, I mean, that is the, the scalability, the duplicatability, all that. So you can rely on, like it's like scripting with, right. with a sales presentation. That's yeah. a system. Right, it has certain points in it and certain reasons for it. And without having that mastery and that system in place, when something comes in and screws you up, you don't know where to go. But if you have it in place, you go, ah, okay, I know what what, what part of the system to get back into to keep going. Exactly. And if you look at 
the, the, the biggest thing that I tell everyone is sales. You know, what clogs up first if you don't have systems? Sales, your sales. If you have too many sales, if you're attempting to complete, let's say you're a realtor and you have five homes closing in a week. If you don't have systems in place, you're not prospecting still. So right. now what happens is your funnel dries up. So the key is to keep the funnel full. So while you're selling and closing and getting deals out, the funnel stays full and you never have an up and down career. It's always steady, straight up. Yep. Well, and the, the system I have right now for this is I'm recording, like while things are kind of relatively slow, for lack of a better term, where I have a little more free time, where people are still, there's some people are still under quarantine and all of that. I'm pounding these interviews as best I can, do two, three a day, sometimes four a day, but they're all going to be released in sequence. So I, I have like already like three months worth of um, podcasts that are going to be released every Monday at 9 a.m. So while we're doing this live, People get to benefit from it now and all of that, but then when it gets dropped, there's going to be another time, another opportunity, so everyone can benefit from it. And I don't have to. When I start, you know, getting more busy, I know that I've got my pipeline filled at least with with these shows. Right. Um, you know, Smart. yeah, as best I could do. And and also, what I believe is the universe will provide that whenever this, you know, the date will be for whomever this release is is going to be at the right time for the right person or people because right. they're going to be in a place ready to hear that message. Well, people need to hear these messages. Um, yep. They need to hear it. I play uh, the messages every day myself. I'll, I'll go on and I put on like every day I'll put on, well, not every day, like four days a week. I'll put on the old timers. I like listening to Jim Rohn, mm -hmm. Art of Your Life or Earl Nightingale, Stranger's Secret or, you know, I listen to a little Zig because I miss him. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I do all that stuff. You know, I, I, I love listening to different things. You know, it's just fun for me. Yeah, I was so when I was talking to Gene the other day, uh, we talked about he does something that I do, too, um, is uh, I wear headphones at night. I have like the sleep kind and I'm just playing some sort of personal development while I'm sleeping. So cool. it's always going into my other than conscious, you know, whether or not I remember it, I don't know, but I'd rather have that going into my mind than, uh, you know, I don't watch like the news before I go to bed, get all pissed off and then right. have that. As, as you know, I studied opera, I'm a lyric tenor. Mm -hmm. And um, I, for those of you who don't know, I won in Latin America uh, for, in, uh, for music, a couple Grammys. And I would listen to the operas because, you know, they're in seven languages, the ones that I was doing. I'm a lyric tenor, so I have the highest male voice. And I would listen. I bought one of those mics that go under your pillow, and I would listen to the operas so mm -hmm. I could memorize the different words. And yep. I'd hear every night, every night I'd, I'd have it on. How many languages do you speak? Well, I only uh, – three, you know. I, I used to sing in seven – and, you know, but it takes me some time, but I phonetically sang all the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. I learned that in school. And are you still singing? Uh, oh, sometimes I'll goof around, you know, like during the holidays, I'll warm up my voice and go out there. I have a Christmas CD. Well, my wife is Jewish, so we call it Happy Holidays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was fun. That is beautiful. Well, dude, is there any like last words of advice that you could give to people who are, um, 
you know, in whatever space they're in, if they're growing their business, if they're plateaued in their business, um, what are, you know, some little bits of nuggets of information or inspiration you could share? A few things. Number one, uh, become a bigger container right now, right? Become a bigger container because God won't give you more than you can handle. So if you want to be rich, I learned that from my mentors. I became a huge container because I made my money and didn't lose my money. And I've lost very little money ever. How do you become a bigger container? By self-development. Okay. By working on goal setting, time management, understanding money, finding out about money literacy, mm-hmm. finding out about money, learn about money. You know, like put on uh, whatever you want to watch. Or I, I like to watch different business shows, right? Learn about money. Uh, learn about, you know, how to build things. And when you make money, learn how to keep it. So I have this book called Get Real, Get Rich. And I'll just do the acronym for you guys. Uh, the acronym real is um, uh, repeatable income. Find things that make you money. Like you said, real estate, mm-hmm. network marketing, uh, our business, books. I mean, yeah. I'm on, I'm on uh, Audible. I'm on iTunes. I'm on, I get checks. I'm like, wow, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Like, they're like um, Audible uh, sent me a check for in December. They go, you have been our biggest surprise. And like, yeah. what do you mean? So you're like our little, like, where'd you come from? They're like, you're, you're killing everybody. You're killing all the big guys. Great. I have like 12 programs with them. So Audible, iTunes, I mean, you know, um, Amazon, I get these. I mean, it's fun. Find ways that you can make money while you sleep. That's mm-hmm. how you become rich. You don't become rich working. You become rich by sleeping and money's coming to you. So that's what I recommend, number one. Number two, become a bigger container. Uh, have bigger, bigger dreams, bigger goals. I think we don't dream big enough. We don't go after – don't beat yourself up and tell yourself you can't do it. I have people come to me and say, oh, yes, but, you know, you're rich and you can talk about this. No, I started with nothing. And you know what? Self-confidence is very important. Fake it till you make it. Right now, of course, don't overdo it. A little confidence is good, but not too much. Right? <laughs> Just stay focused and, and, and stay true to your dreams and your goals and what you want to accomplish in your life. For me, it's it's just realizing that to me, success is connected to action. So I take a lot of action. I'm I love to take action. I had this conversation with my son last night. I'm like, son, come here. I need you to help me with something because he's real techie. And he's like, oh, dad, let me do it tomorrow. I says, hey, there's a reason why you're driving that brand new C63S convertible Mercedes-Benz and you're 18 years old. You've had nicer cars than most people will in their life. And he goes, why? I said, because I complete cycles. Never put anything off that you can complete right now. Mm. And so I, I said, sit down and complete a cycle for me. And my mentor said, that, my mentor Tom Murphy said, you know, never put off what you can do today, or, or better yet, never put up anything today that you can have somebody else do for you today. <laughs> because if you've got people working for you, get them to complete cycles. And yeah. the more cycles you can complete, like for instance, if you're in sales and you're chasing a, a sale that the person keeps telling you, oh yes, I'm gonna do it, and you know they're not. And if you just go, look, 
are you going to do it or not? They go, no, great, thank you. You just completed the cycle, right? Yeah, just yeah. Tell me the truth, right? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is completing cycles. I'm really great at completing cycles. So become a bigger container, complete cycles, and remember, what you put in your mind, as you know, Doug, you teach this, mm-hmm. thoughts are things you become what you think about most. Uh, your, your mind is going to have cells of recognition. If you don't learn to pull those weeds out, and replant a seed of greatness and cultivate it, that weed, if you pull it out, what happens when you pull out a weed? There's a what? A void there. Yep. So every time you go to think like that, you're going to go into that hole. Yeah. And that's what happens. And tell yourself, you know, it's not what's wrong with me, what's wrong with it, what's wrong with them. It's who's going to do what, when, how much, and how fast. Who's going to do what, when, how much, and how fast. And that's how I got here. And you know what? The simple things to do, like Jim Rohn said, are also the simple things not to do. You, you know, you just got to keep it simple. I think people complicate their life too much. You know, if it's meant to be, it's supposed to be easy. You know, I don't, I don't, things come to me. Less effort, less work, more income. Uh, David says that thing too. The, what is it? The less I care, the less I work, the more I make. Yeah. Um, and I think what he means is it's not about not caring. It's about not getting stressed out about stuff. Like, you know, things are going to happen, but I can't let that, I can't have it take me out. You know, right. I got to be doing the things I love, not be doing things like what you shared. If, if someone else could do it for me, have them do it rather than me. And that's about delegation. And then obviously create the bigger vessel so you could receive it. Yeah. I mean, let go, let God, right. You've heard it a million times. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. go, let God. And, and my mentor always used to like, he was funny. He said, you know, hang around with champions, hang around with eagles, hang around yeah. with people that are going to take you somewhere. Not people that are going to beat you up or bring you down. Hang around with people that, that want you to succeed. Hang around, you know, people that, that see and feel vision. That, that's what you want. You want to be with, I love hanging around with inspired people. Yeah. I love inspired people. I mean, inspired people to me are so attractive. Yeah. They're so I, attractive. I mean, I just love being around inspired people. And that's why I love uh, being with you. I appreciate that, brother, and, and in kind. So actually, speaking of that, quick question. When we talk about like the company you keep, how do you manage um, when you hang out with such amazing people you know, like obviously Les and Bob and, and all these incredible people on the way up before you had gotten to the status you are and you were hanging out with them. I know it's, it's like a delicate balance on feeling not as accomplished when you're hanging out with such or not as inspired when you're hanging out with such people and that play at such a high level. What was your core belief and what is your core belief that allowed you to stay focused and and have that belief in yourself that you not only could hang in that environment, but deserve to be in that environment. Well, I think it came from my mom, you know, always being my biggest cheerleader and uh-huh. telling me and my dad that I could attain anything and be anything I wanted. I think that was number one. Number two, Mr. Murphy gave me a lot of confidence. Here's this giant in the industry who liked me and took an interest in me because you know, we, we got along really great. He won, he loved fitness. So I got him in shape and we worked out together and we would have these conversations working out. And, you know, like, you know, Zig, 
I used to walk with Zig an hour every night after get motivated because he couldn't run anymore. So he used to love to run. And um, so every time we, he, he, we'd meet for dinner and then we'd go and walk for an hour every night. Wow, what a gift. And he would talk to me and not just about, you know, speaking. He talked to me about life. He mm-hmm. would talk to me about the Lord. He would talk to me about, you know, things that matter, about being a great husband, uh, you know, all these different things. So he, he was a, a big instrumental uh, change in my life. Uh, and then, of course, Tom Hopkins taught me, like, I mean, the guy is just a closer. He taught me how to sell even better than I was. So he was a, a great gift. And Bob Proctor gave me a whole different level of the mindset. He just took me to a place that I never thought that I could uh, be uh, so, like, uh, caring. He made me feel like I, I was important. And he took me to a place where I was like, oh, my God, you mean I, I'm, I, I'm that good? And Brian Tracy, uh, when I met him, he would always tell me things like, you know, whatever you're doing today, learn to do it better every day. So mm-hmm. I said, and do it now. Do it now. I do it now. I do it now. I said, and, and do it better. Take one skill a week and do it better. I take that one skill and do it for a week better. And then he said to me when I was about to leave, you know, my companies and all that, he, he says, take the plunge. What are you afraid of? And a lot of us don't take the plunge. Mm. And then we, we, we look 10 years later and we're at the same place and we're, we look at it and we're like, what happened? You know, don't do that. Take the plunge. I mean, Brian Tracy said, take the plunge. You're ready. And I did. And I did it because of him. Brian Tracy. I mean, I owe that to him. And he, I see him all the time. And every time I, I do, I give him a big hug and I thank him for make. I was, a, I was just a kid, you know. I mean, I was just a kid. They still call me son. It's funny. All of them call me son. Proctor and all these guys. Hilarious. Hey, son. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Certain people, like when Zig was alive and Jim Rohn, when they call me son, I felt like, like, I was, like your five-year-old running for ice cream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. It feel like so like great. And that's what you want. You want people to make you feel great in your life. Well, and, and dude, I think that's why also you, you are so successful because you make people feel great. You come from that place of, you know, I know it's not your thing like less, you know, I see greatness in you, but I think people feel you see greatness in them, that yeah. you, you just honor them like for where they're at and you, you have a genuine interest in, in bringing them up. Yeah. Um, and well, I, my, I get my, it. My life is dedicated to helping anyone that I work with reach their greatest potential. That's my whole goal. Yep. And by the way, you, you never stop. I'm not there. Just right, of keep course. Going, keep moving, keep growing. Yeah. Well, once we, once we hit a certain point, we're going to notice we're at a new level. There's a new peak yep. there's, that we couldn't see from where we were before. Yep. As John um, Maxwell says, the law of the lid. Got to keep yep. knocking the lid up, right? Amen. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you? How can we uh, connect you? They want to learn more. They want to work with you. How do, how do they get in touch? Just go to, uh, go to the Instagram and get your free book and, uh, and then uh, at uh, Omar Periu. That's it. And go there, get your free book, and, and we'll start you know, communicating with you. And, and if they need to uh, email me, at, it's just my name, Omar Periu at gmail.com. That's my personal email. 
O-M-A-R-P-E-R-I-U at gmail.com. Or just go get your book and uh, we'll start the relationship. Beautiful, brother. Well, dude, I can't thank you enough for spending your most valuable asset, your time with me. I know you've got multiple things going on, so I'm truly blessed. Uh, I love you for who you are and who you aren't. And of course, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm here for you. And yeah, let's talk about putting together a program together. Let's, let's spread the love. I love it. Thank you, Doug. And thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.